James earns millions from internet marketing. Tim's got millions of questions. Welcome to Freedom Ocean. Now, jump on in. Welcome back, listeners, to uh, episode 34 of Freedom Ocean, and I am your host, Timbo Reed, and right there is James Shramko. G'day, mate. How are you going? I'm very well. Hey, um, sometimes I think we should record the conversations we have before we hit the record button, because they're full of gold. What did we talk about today? Well, just stuff, you know, just what's going on. Behind the scenes stuff. That could be the episode, you know, just stuff. The episode where we talk about stuff. We could just hit record one day and forget it was on and then leave it to our fantastic editor guy, Liam, to um, make sense out of the nonsense. But there is good stuff there. But, uh, hey, mate, we've got a um, bit to cover, really, today. We're going to call – today's the membership show. Yeah. Oh, okay, you're back to the themed episodes. Well, no, not no, but I like to think, you know, I think it's always good to set up up front the meaty stuff that we're going to talk about, but there's plenty of other things we're going to cover, yeah? Okay. Yeah. Well, I'm up for it. All right. Well, how's your week been, more to the point? Well, how's it been since our last episode, more to the point? Uh, just unbelievable like this huge snowball gathering momentum rolling through the village <laughs> it's kind of exciting i'm i'm just about to release my newest product so it would be out around about the same time this podcast goes to air and this right. is my next mission i guess after the traffic grab success of last year i've gone back to product creation mode and gone through the same process right of documenting and collating and putting together some really good tight content, but this time around the topic of business growth and creating a business that you can actually generate cash from and sell. And it's basically how I created a business that funds my lifestyle and I call this the wealthification process. So I know in different episodes, we've talked about things that I've been doing in my business and now what I've done is document them all into some really compact modules and I'm about to launch that. So that's kind of exciting. Yeah, it is. So, um, but that must have, if Traffic Grab was the last time you did that, that was a significant product. So um, you must have put a few hours into pulling this together. I've done it differently this time. I, I have really reduced my batch sizes and, and increased my cycles. So I'm able to produce these modules very quickly compared to Traffic Grab. I've made it. Um, I've made each module shorter, and really, really tight. And my process for releasing this product has been different as well. I've actually been drip feeding the modules into my Silver Circle membership, which is actually right in line with today's topic. I've been releasing these modules as I create them, even before I've had them transcribed. I literally straight off the the press load them up to Amazon, create a player, and stick it inside my community. And then I get on to the next one and I send it off to the team for transcriptions. I wasn't even planning on doing transcriptions until the first module went up and the members said, hey, the slides are great as PDF, but I'd really love a transcription. So I went straight back to the team and said, could you please transcribe this? And then the next video, we automatically made transcription part of the process. And you can imagine now about seven or eight videos down the track, we've got a well-oiled uh, system created where I create the content, the team wraps it up and creates the rest of it and it's up and running. And then 
when I do the the last two modules, which is all I have to do now, I've got to do literally the last module in the series, mm-hmm. and then I go and create the intro. So the intro is actually the last module I create. It will be. I'll have a look at everything I've created. Yeah, that's a good idea. Yep. Yeah, I'll have a look at everything I've created and then look at the last one and I'll go and make the front one mirror that so that it's a great explanation of what's about to come through the modules and then I'll wrap it all up and make a membership from it. So tell me, mate, um, because you've mentioned it uh, occasionally. I didn't realise it was that close to launching it. But So so what's what's the pitch for this product? Just explain it to our listeners again. What is it and why why... Why it's good? Okay, well, a little bit of background. Yep. Most people who try this internet marketing thing fall down because they have no idea about running a business. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of our listeners have picked up, particularly the last episode, they really got some of our business ideas that if you, you, know, if you want to be successful online, you have to understand that that is a marketing channel and you actually have to have a business that in some way interacts with that marketing channel. So of all the people that I've trained and coached and, and consulted for and uh, given advice in memberships, the thing that they're missing is general business knowledge. So I've gone and compiled all the modules that they need to glue that Right together, they need to understand about people, all the things we've talked about in the, in our podcast: people, systems, strategy, cash flow, asset management. Uh, these things are, are just not well understood. So I've gone and tied them together into the shortest possible content pieces I can to explain that, so that now someone can come to internet marketing and learn how to run it like a business and really grow it. So you apply these things, you should start to double, triple, quadruple an existing business. And Mm. if you don't have a business, it's a great foundation. So I like to think of wealthification as being the process of creating a profitable business that funds the lifestyle you want. So is it a, would it be a profitable internet marketing business or could this apply to anyone Starting this actually, it really would apply to any yep. business owner, and you know the bulk of the lessons are things that I learnt running a car dealership and you know, a lawn mowing round and working in a timber yard and debt collection. All these lessons through my life, I've pulled together into this consolidated effort. So yep. you know, it, it applies to any business. Any business has to understand a marketing cycle. Mm. And and James, do you actually get then into you talk around? internet marketing within the product, but do you actually um, then go into the different internet marketing business models or is that where it stops? I don't talk specifically about internet marketing. It just so happens that- That's your business. A a huge slice of my audience is internet marketing based and it's uh, the number one marketing channel for my current business or collection of business divisions. Mm -hmm. So it's a relevant discussion. But the lessons apply to anything. I mean, I've got people in my silver circle group who have very little involvement with the online side of things. They actually have retail stores. And I can talk turkey to someone about a retail store just as much as I can about websites because I spent 20 years in the retail store environment with the Mercedes-Benz dealerships and BMW. That's essentially what it is. It is a big retail store. Mm. Mate, well, that's exciting. So when's that come out? 
Oh, I think it'll be out around about now. By the time, two, okay, so two by modules, the, yeah. By the time this show uh, gets out, which is about a week away, uh, generally the turnaround, uh, it will be out. So uh, we might talk about um, uh, over the course of the next few episodes. Maybe we'll just grab a little. By, uh, give me time to um, absorb what's in it, and um, we might talk about different aspects of it. Hey. Well, I think the things that would be worth revisiting that we may have already discussed are things like the product creation cycles, the the launching or introduction of it to the market, price points, uh, what happens to it after I launch it, and uh, how we, you know, how it takes off. So we can talk about those things for sure. Love it, love it. Now, mate, we've got um, plenty of other stuff to cover. Um, in fact, how, well, if people want to get that, by the way, how do they get it? <laughs> well, they should go to freedomotion.com and have a look for our products page where we recommend products that we like. Now, exactly right. Now, um, I want to just have a quick discussion um, before we get stuck into our discussion around memberships around Google+. Plus. I just noticed Google+, Plus has been around long enough now that people are starting to uh, maybe accept it. And uh, I've started using it of recent weeks, hesitantly. I say hesitantly because you know it's already there's already enough to do besides adding another, you know, another channel to what it is we're doing. Are you using Google Plus? Not really. Mm. I actually uh, changed all of my Google from my Gmail account to a Google Apps account. Right. And it kind of I've kind of got two profiles now. I have got my old one, yeah. which I started working on when it came out. And then I got the new one, so I've just ignored the old one, and I've ignored the new one. I really don't think Google Plus is that useful at all. Interesting. I think it's a complete bomb, and the only people using it are probably internet marketing savvy or bloggerati types at this point. So this is what my Google Plus process is right now. It is simply a case of whenever I do a blog post, I will hit the plus one tag on my post, yep. and I'll publish it yep. to whoever. I don't, I don't even log into Google+. Plus. Currently, it's useless and that's because my wife isn't interested in it and my kids aren't interested in it and that for me is a good barometer because mm. my kids are tech savvy. My wife is uh, very Facebook savvy and, and digitally capable. She loves Evernote, mm. so there's a good indicator. Mm. My kids use Evernote for their homework. Of course they do. But they're not using Google Plus, so I, I think for me, I'm not interested at this point. Right. Uh, but I do have a plus one symbol on all of my websites because that is important. Why? Because Google have to pretend at least that there is a social uh, measurement for SEO rather than just links. But the, the reality is links are still very important. Yeah. Do you think that's uh, – we've, we've touched on that before, but do you think is it is the balance sort of – becoming less towards links and more towards social? Not from our experience with hundreds of SEO customers. Mm. We can manipulate the search results instantly mm. uh, as good as any other time. How, how do you see, in, in terms of Google+, because I don't even know how to, it's 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 a different, difficult beast to even kind of sum up in a few words, you know, like it's... it's uh, I'd say it's... Google's aborted attempt <laughs> to try and get some market share back from Facebook. <laughs> oh, no, there's no, probably a better term for it. Yeah, I don't think they... It's basically, they're just trying to... Um, I mean, they're going to have problems with control. Like, they've literally forced it onto people. Mm. And and here's what I think. The subscription rate that they claim is more than likely just anyone who creates a Gmail account because it's kind of bundled in a little bit like Explorer used to be forced onto Microsoft 
uh, you know, onto every PC. Mm. It, you know, they kind of count that as an install. Well, yeah. It's not doesn't mean someone's actually using it. Mm. Mm. Well, the, the one part of it I like, uh, or at least I can I can see it being valuable, is the circles, which is fundamental to it. But it's like the idea of having a circle for family and having a circle for a particular interest group, friends, business, all that. But then carving it up, I've found in carving up so many circles, it just requires management. But who's using it other than people who mm. you know that are into yeah. internet marketing? Yeah, yeah. Do anybody, any of your family or friends? No, no. Well, I think it's a dead duck. Amazing, isn't it? I mean, Google, um, I've kind of, um, Google are good at search and they're good at advertising and uh, those two are linked and I wonder whether they should at some point learn their lesson because they've launched a few things, Buzz, Google they're Buzz, not good Google at, Wave. They're not good at those things, they're Buzz, not. Wave and Google Plus. They, they suck at social. They're good at apps. They make good apps. They make good search and pay-per-click. But, you know, they're still now they're starting to get under threat from Bing for search for having more relevant results mm. apparently. Mm. So it will be interesting to see if they can stick to their knitting and focus on what's important to well, them. Well, I tend to agree with you. I'm, I'll, I stand to be corrected about Google+. Plus. I don't get it yet. I'm going to give it time. Uh, I'm not sure that it's Google's core business. Do you stand to be corrected or are you just going to flatly say it's a waste of time? Well, part of innovation is always being uh, open to change and not having to be right. Mm. Uh, so, you know, if Google Plus takes off next month, I still stand by my current comments as I see Google Plus right now knowing what I know. Mm. And I have to be open to the possibility that there's things that I don't know that I don't know. Yeah. So um, my, my point right now is I'm not putting any energy into Google+. Plus. Mm. I'm only making sure that the plus one metric is on my sites. Yeah. And I do think that is important for search engine optimization. But Google+, Plus is not on my list of... I haven't even logged into Pinterest, for example. I couldn't care less about that stuff yet. I'll wait till it goes past early adopter phase. Well, I was just going to say Pinterest because that seems to be all of a sudden, like literally for me in the last two weeks, I'm seeing that brand name appear throughout my Facebook and Twitter feeds. Me too. I'm seeing it everywhere. Everywhere. But it's apparently made up of all females, (laughs) apparently the demographic, and... I will wait till all the buzz dies down yep. and see if there is actually anything behind it. An online pin board is what they're calling it. Great. I have still not <laughs> even logged on. I'm just resisting. I'll, I'll, wait, till, they're I'll not, wait till I can't afford to to ignore it any longer. That's my philosophy. They're not listening to you, mate. What about the online whiteboard? This online pin board, I mean, really? <laughs> they just need to be tuning into the ocean to realise that it's the whiteboard, not the pinboard, that is where the action is. You know, just for the benefit of listeners, I just I want to tell you that the this year my business is just going unbelievably well, like super profitable, and it is because I'm sticking to the fundamentals that everyone else is ignoring, and just keeping it simple and having less stuff. The, all this stuff is noise and. It's don't feel like you have to be involved mm. with it. Don't feel like you have to know everything about it because all that matters is acquiring a customer and keeping the customer. That's it. And most people are ignoring number two, keep the customer. That part there is actually the easiest thing to do and the most often ignored thing in business. Mm. 
Well, I reckon that's a pretty good segue, really, because um, what we're going to talk about now is, um, well, we have a bit of a discussion around membership sites, aren't we? But specifically how you um, retain uh, a member within a membership site, yeah? But in particular, a forum. Okay. Well, there's a lot of forums popping up lately. Well, can I, before we do that, I, I well, forums. I, I got some feedback because I'm thinking of starting a forum for um, a small business crowd that is part of my other podcast with my other lover, James. And um, someone was saying the other day whose opinion I do respect that, you know, there's a lot of forums out there that are ghost towns. True. Tumbleweeds. Tumbleweeds. The, the, the death of a forum is not being active. Mm. So um, what makes a good forum? Delivering value beyond the amount that you charge mm-hmm. when it comes down to it. Mm-hmm. someone You've got to think people are selfish. This is the default position of most people. They're not going to become a member of your forum because you need money. They're going to become a member of the forum because they get something for being a member that is beyond the value that you charge. Mm-hmm. Marketing. That's, that's one, the bottom line. Marketing 101? Yeah. Mm. Well, and it seems to be not that obvious yeah, to other yeah, people. Yeah. Remember uh, that most forums will probably be started because the owner sat around and thought, I need money. You know, I'm seeing it right now. There's this internet marketer who used to be something special maybe seven years ago, uh, went on a five-year bender of $2,000 um, launch affiliate promotions, um, lost all of his money in other niches outside the internet space mm-hmm. and probably now needs money and has come back and the old one-trick pony rolls out to town and Opens set up a, a forum. forum. Mm. And it, it won't be around in a year from now or two years, like the last three that this guy put out. You know, it seems seems very popular. The idea sounds simple. I'll get a bunch of members paying me a small amount and I'll have this huge recurring thing. But it is work having a forum. It's the, the best analogy I can say. It's like having a child. You are responsible for this thing being up. You have to continually create value uh, in, you know, to, to have someone stay on board. It's mm-hmm. a perpetual machine. Mm-hmm. It's not a one-time thing. And, and was so, and daily. You mean you find yourself in there daily, yeah? I'd say daily. If you got, if you, there are different types of memberships. Like it depends what the promise is. If it's an interview of the month club, that type of subscription or membership probably doesn't need you to turn up every day. Mm-hmm. If it is a, uh, if it's a coaching type community, then you may need to respond to it every day because if you don't moderate it or have moderation in place, and if you don't continually juice it up with new content then it will fade and people get the recurring subscription and they say, why am I a member of this again? Where's the value? You know, this is, yeah, this is just a waste of money. So you really have to think carefully before you set one up. I've seen plenty of people set them up and fall flat on their face and they forget how hard it is to fill in the first place. And unless you've got a good f- starting strategy, you are probably doomed. If, if your only reason to start it is because you think it's a good idea and you'd like to make some money, that's not enough. If you've got a bunch of people pestering you in your help desk or re- replying to your email saying, oh, Tim, you know, when are you going to set up a forum so I can talk to you every day because I want more? You know, if that's what you've got on your plate, then that's a good sign. 
Well, it's a bit like a bit f- f- both free to motion and small business, big marketing, which is my other podcast. There, we get a lot of email uh, asking questions. They're not saying set up a forum, but they, we're getting a lot of email asking questions of us, marketing related questions of us. So, uh, and we, we, Luke and I are going to send an, a note out to our list and, and ask the question, which is kind of funny because. I'm not a big one for market research. You know, that old Henry Ford saying that we spoke about last last yep, episode. Yep. You know, um, you know, if he had have asked people what they wanted, they would have said a faster horse. And I feel a bit well, the just, same way. Just on that, there's a couple of things. I, mm. I always like to remind the listeners about the preference versus performance. You may well get people say, "Oh, yeah, I'd definitely be interested in that," and then when you roll it out, nothing happens. And, yeah. Uh, remember, in the last episode, I was talking about the listener of ours who contacted me and they'd built something quite substantial that didn't pan out and mm-hmm. they kind of suffered from that uh, preference and performance thing. Would you like to know what I advise them to do? Yeah. I said just send out a one-question survey, an open-ended survey to the people who did not buy and just ask them why they didn't go ahead mm. and also send out a one-question survey to the people who did buy and say, why did you join the membership? And the results that came back were stunning. They were, they were amazing because now you've given people an open box to write whatever they want and the ugly truth comes out and you can start to form clusters of reasons why or reasons they think, mm. uh, but in- inevitably uh, you'll be right with some of them, but you won't have picked some of the other ones. The reasons that come out can be quite astounding and you just never never thought about it because when you ask a preference question, people aren't really thinking about it because too hard because you're not really saying, well, I want you to dig into your wallet right now. You're just saying, mm. well, you know, if we did this, would you be interested? It's so easy so to you say su- yes. you're suggesting they're not committing to much. So what are you are you saying there, James, that you're better off um, launching it and then so sending out a note saying you're ready to join and then seeing what comes of that and then to those that did join, ask why and to those that didn't ask why instead of sending out a note before you even create this thing asking would you join? I'm not saying that. I'm saying that if you happen to have made the mistake of launching it without asking anybody or testing the minimum viable product, that would be your rescue mission. That's the last case scenario. I'm saying if you're going to launch it, you have to have a strong vehicle to launch it with. This is my main point. The way that you would test that is have a small one that that you can scale. So going back to my example, when I learned... that people wanted my original affiliate bonus as a standalone product, if you recall one of my original stories, people kept emailing me saying, can I buy this bonus because I already have the product that you're making it for, you know, as a bonus for. I mm-hmm. just want the bonus. That was the market saying to me, mm-hmm. we want your product. We want to pay money for it. And I actually created my first membership around that product, it was a one-time purchase membership, but but something I did really well was keep sending them updates. And this, mind you, is in 1997. And I still, as recently as yesterday, got email from a customer saying, uh, back in 98, I bought your product and you used to send updates quite often. And I'm just wondering if you still have updates because I have the latest version of the software. Oh, wow. now, how strong a bond have we created yeah, there? Yeah. And I instantly emailed the customer back and he was delighted to hear from me and I gave him an update. 
um, told him what's happening with relation to that product and what I now prefer, et cetera. So that's the sort of bond you can create. But what I'm saying to you is if you go back to your uh, your other podcast, which is an excellent podcast, by the way, and I listen to the every single episode. Very kind. You need to think, are people banging your door down saying, we want a membership and then cast your mind back to the last time you had a membership and what happened that time that would be different this time? Yep. Well, the last time we had a membership was the slow release of a whole variety of marketing information for the small business owner. And this time, and it didn't allow people to to network and to share ideas amongst each other, whereas the forum that I've got in mind this time does. Right. So you've, you've actually done one of the steps I mentioned. Yep. You've gone and identified why people left. Yep. They're the most valuable asset you own is the people who already used to be a customer and are no longer a customer anymore. Yep. Aside from the one that still is a customer, <laughs> because they'll tell you why they were a customer and why they weren't a customer. So tell me, with, with the setting up of a forum, our intention is to, if we do it, populate it with a whole lot of good quality uh, information uh, that we already have, uh, that we may have already been selling individually, but actually putting it into the forum. But how do you go about getting, because it's chicken or the egg stuff, um, how do you go about populating it with people because there's no well, use saying the thing it. I'm saying unless you get at least 50 or 60 or 100 people in there yep. it's going to be it's going to be a flop yeah yeah no no that's, that's right what, that's I, when I say how I do guess. I populate it with people I don't mean that you know that's a, that's why I do marketing is to drive people to it but in the first instance you've actually got to have you know what is it you know I don't know what the number is 10 or 20 people that What's that terminology that you grandfather into the program for free in return for them uh, helping to create content, ask questions, answer questions, yeah? Is that the idea? Well, when you say yeah, I mean, that, that's one strategy. Yep. Uh, but that, that I think you're missing my subtlety here. Yeah, yeah. If you want this thing to work, you should devise a way to have 50 people arrive all at once. Otherwise, it's going to flop. Mm-hmm. And however you do that is up to you. You could have uh, a sale, which is, you know, a launch, which is pretty common. In the case of my most successful forum, the first time around, uh, the first one that I really got off the ground was bringing in 78 people, I think it was, all at once. Mm -hmm. And I gave them a credit period and had to work my tail off to make sure a good portion of them stuck. Mm -hmm. And we say stuck, it's it's not meant to be a demeaning term, but that's actually the the marketing reference stick, the stick factor, the stickiness. So you want to try and make sure that after the trial period expires that they stick and you need enough people to stick that it gets traction and survives. So that's what happened the first time. The, the second time I created a forum, I actually again went back to an already existing customer base, created a new format and incentivized a with reduced founding rates. Another thing, that was my Silver Circle community and that's been incredibly successful. I mean, the, the latest iteration of that, and so this isn't the founding version, but the the current version where I switched from Basecamp across to a combined forum, I've just reached three months with that. And from 32 members, guess how many members stayed three months? I'll guess 32. Yeah, 
So mm. that is a, a testimony to the uh, power of getting the formula just right. And this is this is not a low price point community either. That's that's pretty much a nine hundred ninety nine dollar per month community. Mm-hmm. So it is possible to create a good price point community for you and for the customer that has a high retention factor. And now I'm just about to roll out my third significant community, which is the Fast Web Formula One. And I'm doing what you suggested before. I'm putting in my products. But let's put this in context. I'm actually taking the course from the seven of my live events. So it's Fast Web Formula One, Two, and Three. Plus, I'm putting in their underground profit system and business internet formula. Uh, plus, I'm putting in traffic grab and I'll be adding extra courses. So they'll end up being about seven different tracks yeah. in, in time. So that's a substantial amount of content. But here's the thing, to run each of those events were big exercises. They were six-figure events. There was people paying uh, thousand thousands or a thousand dollars for a ticket price. I had to go and speak on platforms all around Australia, Dubai, the UK uh, to fill these events in the first place and then turn them into recordings. So I'm sort of more in a mature phase with this, but I do have a customer base of hundreds of people who have already given me hundreds or thousands of dollars and I'll be going to that list and inviting them to come to this community and to, to seed it, if you like, to start the community. Right. So I've got some momentum. If I didn't have that, I would be very concerned about starting a new community right now, mm-hmm. just off the back of traditional marketing. It'd be very hard to get traction. Mm. Interesting, interesting. Uh, so tell me, once you've got them, mate, retaining them is the challenge. Uh, clearly having that amount of content that, that amount of quality content's a good start. But what's your... Well, it's, it's not necessary though because you can have too much content. My trick will be to manage that amount of content without overwhelming someone. So I, I have to create tracks inside the community to help people find the things they need because, I mean, it would literally take them days just to even watch the content. It would actually take them days to even download the content, let alone yeah, watch it. it. Would. So <laughs> it's it's not about having the most content. The first forum that I had, was it was very little stuff. The same with Silver Circle. I started with like three posts. That was it. And there are other factors. What you might want to do is combine a few different elements. So it could be partly forum, could be partly webinars, could be partly uh, individual coaching benefits. There might be tools or resources that are only available in your community. Uh, So I do that with with my new Fast Formula community. I've got a WordPress web building tool that allows people to build a website in just a minute I've got uh, the, all of the courses in one place for the first time ever. And I answer questions every single day. That's that's partly my commitment to make that thing work, but no one else can offer that. No one else can be me and answer questions every day as me. And that is a true benefit for my customers if they're interested in learning how to build a seven-figure business predominantly using online marketing, then that is definitely a good value place to be. So try and find what it is that is special about your thing that people would miss if they don't have it. And that term is called a pain of disconnect. Yep. 
Nice. And and do you um and you talked you mentioned webinars before. Do you bring the community together every now and then for a live webinar? I do. Yeah. Yep. In uh, in Silver Circle, I do it weekly. In my current other community, I do it once a month. Mm-hmm. And in FastWeb Formula, I'll do it at least once a month, but I'll probably also have some local meetups uh, and try and attend them in different states. So I'll, I'll literally nice fly to Melbourne or Queensland and catch up with people on a, you know every month or two because I want to create that personal touch. And again, it's very hard for people to compete with me unless they have enough free time or capital to do that. Mm. Uh, they're not going to be able to sustain mm. that. Mm. What, what's the format of the webinars, mate? Is it a question and answer or do you identify a topic that everyone seems to be asking about? What do you do? Well, definitely it's, uh, it's consumer-led, so we see what people need. It, it, we actually, um, well, I analyse what people are continually asking and I zoom in on that topic and I'll answer that. So this is helping them consume your uh, material is you create the material that is of most interest to them. I know this is perfectly sensible, <laughs> but what a lot of other people do wrong is they just go for that pitch fest thing and they bring in experts and pitch every month to their already paying customers. And that might work for a while, but you burn out your members. So we don't do that. We just create actual content. Uh, so every week for Silver Circle on the calls, I do a just a pure reaction call. I ask them what their challenge is and I solve it on the spot. And that again, that's a special skill that not everyone can do. And I also ask for ideas, things that are going well for their business that they can share. So it's a mastermind format. For Fast mm-hmm. Web Formula, there'll be Q&A ones where people can ask anything they want and have an answer on the spot. And then there'll be topic themed ones. So the latest webinar that I ran was actually pre-delivering one of the wealthification modules on strategy because that seems to be a weak point. But also take note of a special marketing technique there uh, called Mm cross-promotion. That's one of my (laughs) release strategies is to make people in my sales funnel aware of an upcoming product by giving them an advanced preview. Yep. So it's good value for them and it's good value for me. Within Forbes, do you see people... um, Whilst you're going in and responding to questions, do you over time do you start to see the members also um, answering each other's questions? Oh, definitely. If you get the the right yeah. culture created, then you have user generated content, and that yeah. is the stickiness. Is people actually bond? And the thing that's probably surprised me the most is that occasionally someone will leave the community, and a lot of the time we see them come back. They they come back through support and they say, could I please have a link to rejoin the membership? Mm-hmm. And they come back. So they obviously missed it and they couldn't find what they were looking for anywhere else. I even get people say, I started with you. I, th- I got sidetracked and went off with all different people, which was the biggest mistake ever. I got ripped off, blindsided, uh, manipulated, cheated. Uh, and I now realise that you were actually the real deal in the beginning and I should never have left in the first place. But maybe sometimes people just have to go and find out for themselves. Mm. But it's good when we've created a community. Now, the first one I've, I've actually been running for over three years, so I've been very consistent with my daily attendance. I've logged eight or 9,000 posts in wow. that first one. 
So there's, uh, you know, that's that's not easy money, but it is um, it's creating value on a sustained basis, and you need to be consistent. And it's not a flash in the pan, one time money grab. It is a business that grows like a snowball and, and you can grow it big and strong, but you have to keep adding to it. It's it's just like fuel for a rocket ship, especially when taking off. In the beginning, you're going to need both boosters burning hard to get that thing away from Earth's gravity. Finally, when you're in space, you can you still have to mm-hmm. throttle on a bit to keep momentum. Sound like George Jetson. Tell me... um. <laughs> Maybe. It's yeah, probably yeah, absolutely the it is. equivalent. Absolutely it? it is. Um, so clearly a lot of work, clearly can be rewarding. Um, tell me, pricing forums or pricing generally, we need to do a show on pricing, James, but the idea of pricing a forum to attract that um, that that those early adopters, do you do you price it at a point that is relatively low to where you intended to finish the price end up finishing? And do you allow those people to have that price for life? Yes and yes. Yeah. Okay. So uh, low entry. That's one thing going in your favour. It really does help stick. Uh, if the if the idea is in the mind of the customer that if they were to leave and yep. come back, there would be a penalty, that is often enough to yep. let someone stick around long enough to get the value from it or to help them consume more uh, to to actually justify using it, they'll actually if you can show people how to use your community and get the best mm-hmm. value from it, you're not only helping yourself, but you're actually helping the customer, which I hope is the original reason that you decided to set up a community in the first place. Which mm. again mm. seems to be lost by the majority of marketers. The whole point yep. of setting up a community is to get the power of a centralized ideas and and resource that can be leveraged for people. And ideally, they'll be accessing you and uh, Luke for less than it would cost them individually. That's supposed to be the benefit for them. Well, for a lot lot less. And and tell me, one of the things I've noticed you've done then recently then with with a new forum that you're you're going to launch is you are stacking it with product that you used to sell individually, yeah, which makes sense to me. I can see, um, but but then what does that do? Is that what you is that your is that your strategy for selling product going into the future by simply making it a value add in the forum? So is forum the primary goal, or are you going to have product that you buy individually as well? Well, originally I had these standalone products, and this new community, uh, I guess. Is what I should have had in my own product lineup. I made a strategic right. error, and only through an analysis have I figured it out. Uh, it was you heard it first, listeners. Yep. Just say that again. I was just saying. Can you still hear me, Tim? <laughs> the microphone <laughs> yeah, was yeah, coming out. No, no, it was loud and clear, mate. Yeah. No. Okay. So <laughs> you know, I I did what I tell other people to do in my business, which, by the way, is the main reason that I still run Silver Circle, even though I don't do individual consulting anymore. And even though someone would happily pay me $10,000 a month for me to help them on their business, I'm not interested because I'm not learning enough with one customer. But with 30 customers, I can learn a lot about business just because I'm exposed to it every week. So side note, I'm here telling these 32 people every single week, 
pull out your numbers, have a good hard look at it and see what it tells you. And I realized that I had created a situation for myself that was not optimal. So I thought the best Mm -hmm. thing to do to move people from my single products is to move them into a community that I have 100% ownership of, which is the most Mm -hmm. important point of all here. And something that you learn about partnerships is that, uh, you know, you might get, they might go well, but you end up with a percentage of it. So I've got all these front end products and I need to hook them up to my 100% owned membership. And the easiest way to do that is to just put them all in there to start with and then go and create fresh front end products. I have a lot of front end to my business. I've got podcasts, multiple podcasts. I've got multiple blogs. I've got about 10 YouTube channels all feeding my system. So, and plus I've got affiliates and social media and press releases. So there's so many things that can drive the leads into the uh, into the business that it makes sense for me to put them this put most of my effort into the middle part which has the recurring system. So of course that's one of the most important steps we can do is look for recurring components for your product and services and a good slice mm-hmm. of my business is a recurring product or service. Uh, look, all my mm-hmm. services have the ability to either be a one-time with a byproduct or be a recurring product in its own right. Well, the phone companies are pretty good at doing that as well, aren't they? Yeah, it just <laughs> makes sense. And so in, when I release a new product, what I'll probably do is I will put a, a front-end product out there with a, an introductory path into the recurring, like literally give them the mm-hmm. same value of the product as a coupon to join the community. And I'll also load it into the community at no charge as part of my stick strategy. So Mm -hmm. the longer people are there, the more products they'll get exposed to. Mm -hmm. Can I just go back to the question earlier about attracting that initial group of of forum members? We talked about um, a low price strategy that they get for a lifetime if they join early. But is there also the idea of bringing in people for free to to just be in there and to start populating it with content, asking questions and, and answering questions? Is that also part of the strategy? Well, I've done that before and it's okay, but I mean, again, I wouldn't be obsessed about price. You know, people aren't necessarily going to value free unless... No, I'm not being obsessed about price, no, but I'm, I'm interested unless in... Unless there's something in it for them. Very... If they're experts, yes, because it's in your favour. If they're not yeah. experts... No, because they probably would buy access if you set a, a yeah. lower price, perhaps. So in yeah. my communities, I've uh, occasionally I've brought in experts. I've given them uh, no no charge access to the community. I think I've even given you access to one of my communities. You have, yep, as yep. an expert. And the 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 quid pro quo there is that you've got free access, therefore saving a thousand dollars a year. And ideally, you would answer a couple of questions people have in a topic that you're a specialist at. So they get value as a member and you get value as an expert, but also it will lead Mm. to people exploring and finding out more about your products and services. So everyone's a winner. Mm. Yep, yep. But yeah, but not not so much being obsessed about price. But the idea of let I mean, let's say you go. I'm going to launch a forum, and um, 
for the first 50 people, it's going to be $20, you know, um, and you can have that $20 a month for life. But once each of those 50 people get there, there's nothing there. Uh-huh. Then, well, besides get them there content, at the same time. by the way. You, you, well, you right. need a fire okay. starter. It's like, it's like starting a raging bushfire. You're going to have to start with the first little twigs in a, a magnifying glass, you know? You, yeah. So yeah. you want to get some uh, petrol and tip it on this thing early. So what you could do is start them all as close to the same time as possible and ideally have some sort of thread starter that is igniting the fire. It's like, okay, introduce yourself. That's a nice one. Oh, yeah. Because you get yeah, your yeah. commitment and consistency elements there. And and people, when they go to these communities, they tend to lurk and sit back and and they're scared. Watch. Of getting in. It's like going to a new dinner party where you don't know anybody. So they, you know, you've yeah. got to try and get them involved. As soon as they're involved, they're, they're away. They love it. And they'd miss it if they weren't a member anymore. And that's what happens. Mm. And when you uh, when you get a more mature environment, the people who are established will actually be very welcoming to to new members. They'll come in, and uh, the the new members will say, "Oh, hi, you know, it's Fred from Perth here," and everyone will go, "Hi, Fred, welcome. You're in the right place." You know, if you get at nine or ten of those, they start to feel like, "Oh, okay, this is a good place." Yeah, yeah, you love those voluntary moderators. Well, I do. I mean, we don't don't have. I don't have any paid moderators in any of my. Mm. I've seen the paid moderator model, like the uh, Stompanet faculty, uh, and that business model sucked. Yeah, basically, mm. they they um it just doesn't work for them because they didn't get enough members staying to pay for the wages, uh, from what I can tell, and. That is, uh, you know, that's the high stakes game. If you if you want to set up a membership on a more organic basis, when less forced, then have a reasonable uh, membership rate. Have people who are really deeply committed and passionate about the members involved in it, and really match the targeted traffic source and and know who your customer is. I know who my perfect mm-hmm. customer is for my memberships, and I work really tightly to those criteria. So the first community that I had was a $97 price point. It started at 67 by the way, but went to 97 to grandfather the first members in. And we deliberately didn't want a free forum and I did not want uh, the $20 a month type customer because, you know, the as the old car saying goes, the less gross, the more ghost. Uh, you know, the, the less people pay, the more of a pain in the ass they tend to be. And so mm-hmm. price itself can actually be a quality controller. And yeah. I can tell you the caliber yeah. of people I get at $1,000 a month in Silver Circle is exceptional. I mean, they are unbelievably awesome people who are motivated and have huge integrity and share uh, really, really good business tips with each other and uh, they're just so passionate. It's heartwarming and it's a pleasure to be involved with these people. So just that the mere fact that we've really been quite specific about who can come in and participate, you know, it's quite a... a, um, a, a filter to get into an environment like that. And that is because you have to protect the members who are already there. And, you know, I actually haven't even opened that up for three months. I not, not, have not mm. let a single person in because I want to preserve what's there. And that's the key. And when I do open it up, which is actually 
this week, <laughs> it will open for about three minutes and then it will close on the <laughs> same day. It'll, it'll probably be closed. I only need probably three or four people, uh, maybe five at the most, and then we close it again and I, and I won't open it for mm. another three months. So when you can create that sort of community, it's well worthwhile. So here's the other flip side. If you price it too low, you'll look at it and go, well, this sucks for all the amount of effort for this little reward. I'm not interested anymore. Yeah, interesting. And then, so now you yeah. stop creating new content and stop giving it attention. Three or four months later, everyone leaves, tumbleweeds come through. Yeah. No, I haven't actually Balancing ever closed it, huh? a community because I've been good at keeping them open. Hmm. Hmm. Brilliant, mate. Well, uh, that is a pretty good rounded view of, of membership, really. I'll let you know if I do it. Well, only do Maybe it. I mean, can today. you summarise for, for our listeners what you've learnt today? Because this is absolutely critical. You, sorry, you want me to summarise? Yeah, I want you to summarise. I know the answer. I want oh, to see if you know it. Come on. Have you been taking notes? <laughs> no, I haven't been taking notes. I've been listening. I've been listening intently. What, and, what, uh, what are your key points? What, what's the most shocking thing? Oh, I think um, I think for me, looking at opening a forum, looking at starting a forum is the initial is, is getting the traction, is getting the traction, and you, the point you make about pricing pricing it too low, and then you got then you're in there every day providing value and content and answering stuff, and you know getting paid nothing to do it, and on the flip side, pricing it too high, and and you know that, that being a detractor for for anyone joining. I think that's a real balancing act. Um, what I love about it, and you, you mentioned that word community, the whole reason, I, I just love the idea because one of the things I see in both our podcasts that, that I do, in the, both the podcasts that I do is the amount of interaction Luke and I have and you and I have one-on-one with our listeners, right? Get it? We get lots of emails that, that our listeners don't see uh, and we respond to them. Um, but I would love to see that brought together in, in, a, in a forum atmosphere where people are seeing the questions, are seeing the answers and sharing the love. And I, I love the idea of that. Yeah. Um, and so you just got to um, keep in mind that there needs to be enough market to spread across all of these forums. So a lot of the yeah. members who send us notes, uh, private emails, I notice are already in my community. So that's definitely been a positive but remember, yep. for me, Freedom Ocean is a traffic, not a product, because Freedom Ocean leads to products. And the, the goal is to have a well-rounded product lineup and that central membership hub is a great yep. thing to build. But make sure you're very, very clear on who is your target customer. Make sure there is demand that you can meet and satisfy and reach and that they will actually stump up and that you can create some kind of reason or event or bundle that gets quite a few people in there at once. That's critical to jumpstart a forum. And I'm assuming you don't Mm. want to go down the path of creating all these fake profiles and having dummy conversations with each other Uh, because that's that's (laughs) like most people's (laughs) uh, basic approach to it, which is I think lacks integrity. Yep, yep. I like that idea of getting, getting a, lighting the fire. Yeah, well, I think you could, the fire. you could actually create uh, an event around it. But the, you know, the best way to do it is to back end a live event or an already existing customer list with a compelling mm. trial offer. Uh, give them a credit period. Mm. So credit period with with billing 
cutting in is probably more effective than a lifetime free or lifetime very low membership. Mm. I like the just as you're talking. I like the idea of um, I don't have a live event coming up for my other show, but um, could quite easily put on a webinar. And um, I've been meaning to do that for a while. Now. If you did a live event like- for your other show. That's the real indicator of, of how many people you actually have. So, you know, when I, as you know, when I run a live event, I can easily get a couple of hundred people in a room if, uh, mm. you know, who will pay to be there from the customer list that I'm drawing. And based on that, then I know that I could get a couple of hundred people um, interested in joining a community. Now, I think the numbers will be mm. very similar as, as yeah, a starting right. point. So, however many people you can get to a live event, is probably a good indicator of who would pay you each month to belong to a, a paid community. Hey, uh, good discussion, mate. And, and speaking, I'm, I'm going to digress here, but you'll be interested in the next guest that I have coming up on small business, big marketing. And I won't say too much, but this guy, um, this guy in December, had just gone. So Sold we a 500 the... person event, just like that. <laughs> How did you I know that? To the podcast, man. You know. Oh, yeah, I did. I, I telegraphed that in the last show, didn't yeah. I? But thanks for the quiet Look, insider tip. I feel special now. <laughs> oh, stop it. Stop it. But it's amazing. I mean, literally within a month, he got 500 bums on seats yeah. for an event in the, in the, in the Australian summer where every, every professional event organiser said, you're mad. But, so, you um, know, most professional event organisers are running a very outdated business model and it's, yeah. it's not that hard to, to fill an event if you – have a good message to the market match. Was it a paid right. or a free event? It was paid. Yeah, well, there you go. Yeah. So, you know, you hear people say, oh, the market's down or whatever, but I can tell you that there's plenty going on in the right spots. Always, always. Hey, mate, uh, been a pleasure as always. We better wrap it up because I think we're into sort of the uh, the 45-minute mark or thereabouts. So um, thanks for sharing all that, James. I know there's a I know there's a few of the listeners on Freedom Ocean that already have forums, so they're going to benefit greatly. And there's probably a few out there still tossing around what internet marketing business model to adopt. And um, whilst forums, I don't think is for the beginner, um, it's certainly a good one. So um, thanks, mate. And um, you'll be the first to know when I launch the other my, my forum. Thank you very much. Pleasure. All right, mate. Well, uh, we'll see you out in the ocean. All righty. See ya. Thanks for diving into the Freedom Ocean with James Schramko and Tim Reed. You've just come that little bit closer to living the life you choose. Please keep in mind that the ideas, opinions, and information shared in the show are those of the hosts and do not reflect those of their past employers. And as far as future employers go, well, they're both pretty much unemployable. (laughs) 